All right. Welcome back to Barstool Buddhas. I'm Jai. Rip. And we're going to go through some stuff today. It's been a fun week. Talking uh, about a number of things. Yeah. So, you know, uh, like, share, subscribe, all the stuff. Do Whatever you platform you're on, do what it is. Get on the playlist. Or do Apple. nothing. It's your choice. Or, you know, like I said, you can like it, dislike it, throw something at the computer or the TV. <laughs> Make yourself happy there. All right, so that leads right in, making yourself happy, right? Yeah. So I had a conversation with a guy this week, and he told me that the United States was evolving into what's apparently going to be some version of wokeotopia. Yeah, the utopia of the wo the woke. We're going utopia. to all all we're going to think the same, do the same. Everything's going to be lovely for everybody, right? Right. Yeah, they've always yeah. been dreaming of that. Yeah. Well, I think the path we're going to follow down to that is uh, to use a phrase uh, from Milton John, uh, kind of mess with it, or it's Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull, yeah. Follow the thick as a brick road. <laughs> and for those of you who are unaware of that phrase in England, that that's, uh, means you don't have a lot going on up here. It's kind of like solid matter instead of gray matter. Yeah, follow the thick as a brick road. <laughs> so speaking of Wokotopia, the capital, the probable capital of the new country of Wokotobia is probably uh, going to be Portland. Portland. Yeah. Maybe there's been developments on that front. Mayor Ted Wheeler. Ted Wheeler. Ted Wheeler has decided uh, that all the, he, you have to put an end to the violent protests. And those were his words that have erupted in recent weeks and periodically since last summer. But. When he was supporting them and calling it just yeah. peaceful protest, when buildings were burning, police were under attack, people were actually getting killed. I think he's he's got some of the events mixed up. Maybe they didn't make the cut, but I don't think periodically is correct. But so was the seminal change. What happened? Yeah, he's working on it. But he urged the public to stand up together. And this is a quote. Take the city back. Well, he gave it away. Yeah. But the thing is, if Donald Trump, had stood up and said, take the city back. Oh, my what, gosh. It's an insurrection. It's impeachment. <laughs> it's insurrection. So, but I'm so happy that he said it. And his quote was, was he's getting it. They want to burn. They want to trash. Jai, they bash. What changed his mind? What was, what happened? Uh, they came to his house out Followed in the suburbs a while back, and I think they scared him. So mm -hmm. he says they want to bash. They want to intimidate. Uh, they want to assault. So he's, he's asking people to unmask them, arrest them, and prosecute them. Write down license plates, take pictures, yeah. videos. The problem with that is he's in charge of the police. He actually told the police to stand down, and right. then they've got a district attorney there. When they shoveled all these people in the front door at the police department, they failed to the, burn down. They, they let them walk up. They let them go home. So, But I'm really encouraged by this because I think if you read this, you can come away with he realizes that a lot of the people that are coming into his city aren't citizens. Why else? It'd take the take pictures of them, take license plate numbers because they've tracked some of these people they're from riot states, to riot. Organized, yeah. Being they're being funded. So I'm really happy that you know you and I can say that all day long. It kind of goes, mm. but for Ted Wheeler to say, "Wait a minute, we want our city back." I've seen some videos of Portland, mm -hmm. and it's just awful. I mean, just. It's, it's gone. Well, it's gone to hell. It may be the gateway to hell <laughs> for Wokotopia as well as the capital. So I, what was that? So um, while we're on Wokotopia, um, <laughs> we got the book of the week. And it may not show up real well because it's a green screen. It's a green book. But um, this is uh, a Dr. Zeus book, which may not make some of you very happy. You can see the green screen <laughs> taking out the green on the book. But it's called Sneetches. 
Now, Sneetches was written, I think, about 1904, 1905 by a guy that they're saying now is racist. But I got to tell you, there's two stories in this book that are anything but. And the Sneetches, in case you don't know what this is, was a book that was written for children and written, written, uh, read to children, read to me, uh, for many, many, many years. And it has a very, it's a cautionary tale as well as a morality play in simple terms. Um, there are two pick cl- classes of people on the beaches. There are sneeches with stars, there's star belly sneeches, and there's plain belly sneeches. Mm-hmm. And as you might imagine, where this is going is one class of sneeches, the star belly sneeches, made the other class feel inferior uh, inferior and there was or some pressed. yeah there was all some the words are being thrown out every day uh, all you gotta do is look at the tv look outside mm-hmm. you'll find the sneeches scenario going on exactly well in the midst of all this came their savior sound familiar yeah it's not al sharpton but it's uh what's his mean something i'm anyway yeah whatever his name is you can read that but what he does is he says okay he goes to the uh, plain village sneeches says Hey, I got a machine. A and, for, and for three dollars each, I can make you a star village sneech. <laughs> and he proceeds to go through that population. So now everybody's a star star village sneech. And they're all equal. Utopia, right? Wokeutopia. Well what happens? No, the original star village sneeches are now feeling the pain. Mm-hmm. And so they're all moping and goping around. So here he comes again and he says, Well, for ten dollars each. I'll make you plain belly sneeches, and you will be unique again. And he does that. So you think that would work out, right? Nope. No, it didn't work out at all. Now they're all bankrupt and busted. Right. Think about it. 1904, $10 was like 150 bucks now. So he made some nice money off of that attempt. So anyway, he leaves, and he thinks that they're just fools. Well, um, I'll read you the last paragraph because it has a real good message in it. I'm happy to say that the Sneetches got really quite smart on that day. The day they decided that Sneetches are Sneetches and no kind of Sneetches is best on the beaches. That day, all the Sneetches forgot about stars and whether they had one or not upon ours. If I have to explain that to people, I'm just, I'm just going to go away. There's so many parallels to that and so many watchouts. It's going on right now. It's so interesting. You've got people interfering in the lives of hardworking individuals trying to make their life, trying to make their communities better places. There are people out there who I would suppose there are really white supremacists. There's also people of color supremacists. I mean, you see the, the clash. I'm not going to go into the deep thing of that because that's just, everywhere. that just gets you in trouble. But the point is most people are good people and they want to work through this process and everybody wants a better, a better life and everybody wants a better community. Uh, and some of the people presenting themselves as your, your saviors and fixing it, they have an agenda. Mm-hmm. They have an agenda. They probably want to buy two or three million dollar mansions in LA or something. Not going to say anything about that. They want uh, to sell you a star for your belly. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, read it. And the second story in there is called The, the Zacks, right. which feeds right into it because there's, they're on a beach too. He must have liked beaches. But anyway, there's North going Zacks and South going Zacks, and they meet in the middle and neither one will budge. And so they sit on the beach staring at each other. Getting nothing done. Is Congress listening? (laughs) (laughs) So it's a very good book to carry around with you. So, (laughs) so, but on the darker side of this, I'm still seeing a lot of stuff, you know, um, a lot of, there's still a lot of riots, a lot of destruction, killing going on. And so we picked another movie from, from, from the past. 
that has kind of that flavor to it because they're kind of prophetic and you see what people thought the future was going to be like. And so in this movie, Escape from New York, it has one of my favorite all-time uh, action-type heroes, Snake Plissken. <laughs> 1981. <laughs> yeah, so in this movie, it's set... Uh, this is what's supposed to happen by 1997. So Correct. it took about 40 years to get there. But in this movie, uh, Manhattan is no longer a, a metropolis of economic growth or whatever. It's it's shut down. It's become the ultimate maximum security prison island. Mm -hmm. Nobody comes, nobody goes except by air. And so there's, there's some stuff going on. But the thing that's pertinent to this this conversation is that it's completely dystopian. It's man for man. They're killing each other. They're stealing from each other. Uh, it's all burnout. It's all gray and Doggy dark. Uh, no, no hope in the future kind of thing. So, uh, but it's a good movie, but it's, it's a warning. It's a cautionary tale because, you know, if you look at this movie and like last week we said Mad Max, right? you say, well, that's just in movies. Well, you know, it's not just There's in movies. There's a lot of reality you know? everything's yeah. going on there. Even though Lester Holt doesn't see this anywhere on the, on the internet, <laughs> oh, man, it's awful. out there. You can, you can see it. You can find it. So, yeah, so that's um, – that. Uh, try to watch that. You know, we heard from a couple of people on, on the movies last week, and uh, they said, why are you guys always talking about the, the dark side of things? And so we try to balance it. This is what we could do. This is what's happening, and uh, you got a decision to make. Options. <laughs> Which one of these worlds do you want to live in? So uh, – I wanted to bring up uh, something uh, that is one of my pet peeves. I turn on one. Just one. Well, well, I only got time for one. Uh, I turn on any media and, and, and you turn on. There's a lot of people that go, my truth tells me that I've got to do this. I'm like, oh, interesting. What exactly is your my truth? And they tell you. And not only do you supposed to listen. You're supposed to obey. It's supposed to become your reality. And that's this whole postmodernistic thought process where there's no existential values. It's whatever you think things. That's why they're getting away with changing all the language. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe that this is this, up is down, backwards, forwards, sideways, around. You know? So, anyway, the point there being is that it's an opinion, folks. They have an opinion, and it's being passed off as fact and truth. There is truth to be found. I mean, I believe it exists, or or a deeply relative enough truth that matches the needs of everybody. I mean, we look we look at say my cup here, and if the color balance is right, it's kind of maroon, right? right? And and we get along in the world by agreeing that some things are some ways. When we you know we walk on the ground, we look at the sky, we we bathe in water, whatever. You got basic basic truths, uh, but we're seeing a big move with a lot of people. So when somebody says my truth. You know, I remember it was my opinion is, or I think, or I thought about this. Mm -hmm. uh, give me some consideration. Let's talk about it, right? Well, that's a discussion, communication between two people. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of communication. Well, Even social media has really taken that away from yeah. dialogue between people. Yeah, one of the reasons there's two of us here is we bounce things off each other. And uh, it's not much of a conversation. Obviously, we've gone over what we, we want to say. But, you know, a lot of what you see on social media is just people just throwing rockets out there. They don't expect anything but an acknowledgement or another viewer or subscriber. Bullhorn on the street corner? It's just, you know, you used to see the crazy drunk preachers on the street corner screaming and yelling. Not that they didn't have a valid method, uh, a methodology yeah. to, to behind what they were doing, but the methodology of delivering it was kind of... Uh, off-putting, mm -hmm. they say. Okay, so um, that if you think Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are real communication, 
I'd say by large measure, it's not. It's it's just our form of circus entertainment these days. You know, <laughs> <laughs> TV programs gone to hell. YouTube Verbal fodder. YouTube is way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and you don't have to go through six installments to get to the bottom in three minutes right. you know what they think yeah, i like that yeah. so yeah. uh so real communication starts on a one-to-one basis you know you and i talking about something we may not agree but you know th- that is a communication piece and making it as clear is effect it is is key to effective coexistence and cooperation if we can't talk to one another it's going to be we're going to start throwing things at each other. And if you haven't noticed this by now, it's already going on. It's already going on. So uh, like I said, clarity is the key to effective coexistence. Uh, And it's just at this point, it's what I'd call it cultural common sense, because we don't do that. We don't have much. We don't have a lot of of movement around that. So I want to relate a conversation that I had this week uh, with with a person who could probably end up being a really good friend of mine. Um, I've seen we belong to a club and we were sitting there having a beer and uh, we were talking like we always did. You know, kind of we were about as deep as a spoonful of of water, teaspoon, you know. But uh, I got started feeling this guy out and I thought he was kind of assessing me, too. Now, before I go into this person is a, a person of color or a black person. You know, whatever generation, you, color. whatever generation. Yeah. Why does the color? Yeah. So but the the conversation evolved and I, I wanted I did something I had wanted to do and I hadn't met the person I could do it with yet. And this fella, I felt like I wouldn't insult him and, and I wouldn't be uh, hesitant to actually express the truth and talk to him. So the question I asked him was, I said, you're a person of color. You're living in the same world that I'm living in somewhat, depending on your view, and all this stuff going on, all these, and I'm going to get nasty here, all these pasty-faced, Kool-Aid hair, Antifa screaming people in the streets saying Black Lives Matter. You know, what do you feel about that as a black man, that these people are co-opting your issues and telling you, well, you go over here and we're going to fix it for you. And I asked this gentleman, how does that make you feel as a black person that a 20-year-old white person with a trust fund from Connecticut is telling you to sit here while he fixes your inequities? And and he proceeded to explain to me that, you know, he says, Jai, I think you know that black people are smarter than they get credit for. He's absolutely right. He said, we look at this. We know who the bullshitters are. We know who's using us. And we have to be patient. And he then explained to me how he came to his patients, that he was the first person of color or one of three that lived in our town 50, 60 years ago. He couldn't get waited on in restaurants and police followed him home, all the kind of stuff you hear about. But he related it in such a calm and clear way. There was no, uh, I'm, I'm oppressed, I'm this, I'm that. He told the story in such a way that I actually could relate to it. And I understood Somewhat, as best I can, not having experienced it myself. But the conversation is the point here, not not if we agreed, disagreed, whatever, on some things. I learned something from listening to this fellow's experience. And now when I talk to him, I see some of the uh, nuances of why he speaks like he does and how he speaks and what he believes. Now, I can't help but that's going to lead anywhere but to a good place between me and this fellow. Exactly. 
I'm making a friend. And, you know, I don't give a tinker's damn if he's bright fluorescent green. I really don't care. You know, we make fun of people's the, the Kool-Aid and Kool-Aid hair thing, but go. that's a fad. It's like hula hoops. It's going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, kids many know. people that I've met are strange and wonderful people. <laughs> I've been around the world, seen some things. And if you take people just on first glance, well, that person is this, and I, I'm above this person, or I'm afraid of that person. Never do that. Uh, unless they're driving a bus and trying to run over you, you might take a minute to reassess that position, get to know them. Get to know the person. One-on-one conversation. You know, develop a relationship with the people that maybe you, you fear or you don't like so much or you think you fear or you think – and and find some, uh, one of those persons and start having a conversation. It's going to bring some stuff into your life that you can use. It's really going to help. And so the conversation I had – I learned some things, a lot of things, and I it shifted my viewpoint just a little bit. I, I you know, I'm not going to go march in the streets tomorrow, although I do feel there's a lot of work to be done. There is for people of color and some things. The laws have been changed. Um, I think the implementation has kind of been a little rough. The acceptance, maybe in some quarters, has been a little rough. But I can tell you what: I would rather be in 2021. Uh, then, uh, what, 1821, no matter what color you are, exactly. world's a world can be a better place if we just kind of figure some of this out. But the point is, um, if you want to find the truth about something, you're going to have to go out and look for it. You're going to have to sift through it. You're going to have to contemplate some things. Like we said last week, you're going right. to have to really look at it. It's going to bring some challenges to you because the world is not necessarily like you think it is. You have your own your own little sphere of involvement and, and uh, experience. Uh, and while, like, the, like the, the little girl said, and it was the little girl saying, my truth, you know, right. and I, that's not a sexist gender thing. It's just she was a small female person, okay? She identified as female, actually, so calm down. Identity. Uh, <laughs> but when they go, my truth, you know, that's not very deep a place to be. And uh, it's... No, it's her way of expressing it. But don't get in the my truth is the most important truth thing. What we say here is opinions. We've told you that. It's all opinion. And if you can deliver some information to me that I'm full of it and you can tell me why and how, I'm going to listen to it. And if you extend that to everybody, if you just a little bit, not every day, not all day. You can't be a crusader. you got to do a day job. Courtesy. Too. Courtesy. Common cultural courtesy. Common sense. And and it'll be a better place. So I had a good week on that that front. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I understand people are still out there killing each other, burning buildings down. But the conversation I had with one other human being, mm-hmm. positive, uh, positive, because it shows you what's what is actually possible with some honest effort. Yeah, uh, I don't want to overplay that, but it's it's just an example of uh, you know. Uh, the little things we can do in our life. Yeah, it's like diffusing the Zach's confrontation. <laughs> yeah, and, and then stopping to let's not worry about the stars on the bellies or the no stars on the belly thing kind of thing. I know it's simplistic, but it's a hell of a lot better than shooting each other. Don't so, be thick as a brick. <laughs> yeah, don't don't follow the thick as a brick road. <laughs> it might be good to drive on, but it's not good to hit your head Still on. Still a bumpy road. No. So I'm hoping we don't evolve to the point of Wokotopia. Um, you know, Utopia is a really wonderful idea, and every religion and every philosophy has got their version of it. But, you know, for something to be perfect means it's finished, and uh, I'm not ready. We're not to, finished. I'm not finished. No. So... 
All right. So uh, you got anything else for this week? No, this is a good day. Okay. So uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, remember to like, subscribe, all that stuff. And do send us some comments. Hard out. Thank you much. Oh,